Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. Today we're talking about the Google Wallet. Via Forensics, a digital forensics and security firm based out of Illinois, recently conducted an analysis of the data that's transmitted and stored by Google Wallet to determine the risk to users. The review found some vulnerability regarding sensitive data stored in the app. We'll talk with the man who led the review. First, let's get a word from our sponsor. Whether you are protecting a critical infrastructure or vital information, or securing a facility or border, you need to answer the same question. In the modern world of identities, how do you establish with absolute certainty that someone is who they claim to be? At CSC, we understand that the heart of identity management is the creation of trusted identities. For more information, go to csc.com slash identity management. CSC, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Since Google Wallet is the first real payment system leveraging NFC on Android, Andrew Hogue wanted to know, is it secure? As chief investigative officer with Via Forensics, he says the short answer is yes, but it leaves too much information unencrypted. First, we start with what made him decide to pick apart the Google Wallet. For some time now, uh, we've noticed, especially as we do investigations on mobile phones, uh, which is the forensic side of our business, that a lot of personal information tends to be stored on these devices. And that's certainly not surprising given how much we do on these phones. Uh, but as we see more and more sensitive data, such as financial information, being stored, uh, we became concerned. So over time, we focused on popular mobile apps, uh, and we download those applications, use them on our phones, and then we take a look at, at what sort of data is left over, uh, how good of a job it transmits that data over the network, how securely. Um, and we do an analysis to try to figure out whether or not information is left on the device or stored and transmitted in an insecure way. Is this type of information something a consumer would be concerned about? Is it something they would share with friends, families, neighbors? Um, is it something that really they would be uncomfortable with? And so we're trying to raise awareness so that the consumers can make a good decision about the applications that they use. Uh, and at the same time, application developers can understand uh, what sort of expectations are out there and, and perhaps what sort of responsibilities they have uh, with our information. Via Forensics came up with a batch of findings and presented the information to Google. Changes were made to the app after the initial report. A number of issues were fixed and rolled out, but Hoag says more could be done to better secure the app. We give them a lot of credit for uh, engaging in that process. However, there was still um, enough information stored on the device uh, that we did not feel that uh, we could give it a passing grade. Um, and that information included things such as your credit card balances, payments that are due, the due dates, um, your full name, your email, the expiration date of your credit card, the last four digits, things of that sort. Um, so there was a really a lot of information left on the device and stuff that if, if somebody was trying to take over your identity, um, they could use this information to either pose as you or to call you and, let's say, act like they're your credit card company and to try to get you to release the additional information they need. There's also some very straightforward ways which these security issues can be addressed. And so we think that um, by, by putting this out there, people, one, have a choice as to whether or not they feel comfortable using it. And that's really an individual choice. It's up to them. 
and second of all, Google has some opportunities uh, to continue to improve the security of this application. Google released a new version of the Wallet app after a week's worth of discussions with Via Forensics. A big point of contention for Hogue is the reset feature. Resetting the wallet erases all of the information stored in the application, but it previously wasn't removed from the phone's database. Google came up with a way to erase the information from the database as well, but that didn't really solve the problem. People really only reset their phones when they're done using the application or they're going to get rid of the phone, things of that sort. So the, the use case that we tested was what sort of information is stored while you're actively using Google Wallet. And so at this time, um, all of the information is still being stored actively by Google Wallet on the device. So even though we credit them for making some changes and, and again, moving uh, the security of the application further along, um, we still feel that uh, the amount of information that's stored on the device is something that consumers uh, would not feel is worth the risk information that could put them at some sort of risk and that it needs to be addressed uh, in order to improve the security of the app. Security is the biggest thing. It's a prime reason that would keep consumers from using something so convenient. Hoke says the new payment app developers are very aware of the public's skeptic view. Even though it's not mobile payments, we've seen a number of large breaches over the past, let's say, six months with Sony and Epsilon and uh, a number of other companies. So there's a general concern and skittishness in, in consumers about protecting their information. One of the things that we shared with Google was that by getting into uh, basically the finance or the retail payment side of things, there's an increased uh, level of security that's needed. So consumers may not, let's say, be terribly concerned if somebody saw their Google searches, although sometimes people search for very personal things. But they may look at their Google searches or their, certainly their Twitter posts and things of that sort as, well, some of this information is pretty public. I'm not concerned about that. As soon as you start talking about things like finance or health care, um, these are issues that are, are very personal and things that consumers are simply not willing to share. And so because of the elevated uh, level of that data, um, there comes with it a, a greater responsibility to secure it. Hoke thinks more changes could be made in the Google Wallet. He has recommendations for Google and any mobile app developer, starting with only storing information on the device that users really need. So I'll give an example in specific to Google Wallet. When I go into Google Wallet and I happen to be on an airplane, I don't need to know what my balance is right now. In fact, by storing that data on the device, they're really telling me what my credit card balance was a few days ago or maybe a week ago, last time I used it. That information is not very interesting to me. When I have a mobile device, it's almost always connected to the network. So there's this great opportunity to basically say, I'm online most of the time. If I'm not online, the information is not interesting to me. If I am online, simply retrieve my credit balance over the network using secure, a secure protocol, which they do. They, they pass all of our network-based attacks, the man-in-the-middle attacks. And that way, the information is not only most up-to-date, which is something that I care very much about, um, but it's also done in a secure fashion because it's not stored on the device. So the first recommendation that we make to, to app developers into Google is if you don't need to store it on the device, if it's not really helping me as a consumer, then don't store it. Just fetch it over the network, show it in my app when I request it, and then when I shut it down, it's gone. 
For those cases where someone does need data stored on the device, Hoag says it shouldn't be stored in a way that it can be recovered by a third party. Google Wallet users type in a four-digit PIN to access the app, so his team suggested that the same PIN could be used to encrypt the data. While the encryption may not be completely unbreakable, Hoag points out that few systems out there are 100% secure. By encrypting the data on the device, he says it's far more difficult, if not impossible, for a cyber criminal to get their hands on it. Google hasn't taken that route yet. For a lot of app developers, having a consumer type in a PIN or a pass in order to get into the application is an extra step that they really want to avoid. Um, so much about mobile is give me the information fast, make it very easy, don't, don't get in my way. So if you don't have a separate pass or PIN that you put in, then the encryption is far easier to, to break. So the first thing that we hear is, is, hey, this is just you know, too cumbersome. We don't want to implement it. More often than not, um, what we're really dealing with is that uh, there's a lack of information right now on how to do secure mobile development. Mobile devices have come out very recently in the big picture. Uh, there's been an explosion of applications. Everybody's really focused on, let me get my app to the market. I need to get it there fast. It needs to have these features. And security kind of comes as an afterthought. So not only are there budget and timing challenges, but there are things about mobile technology that make them new. A mobile device is not like a computer. It's not like a web application. Uh, it's not like a traditional client-server application. So there's lots of things about mobile devices that make them different than other systems and people have seen, the developers have seen. And they're not really aware of how to secure these things. To help solve that problem, Via Forensics recently announced a plan with CompTIA, an IT certification group, to develop a secure mobile app developer certification. Hoag says a lack of information and knowledge, combined with budget and timing constraints, often means security falls by the wayside. As Google Wallet continues to add contactless payment vendors, Hoag says there are advantages to this particular app. A traditional credit card, let's say if you lose it or somebody takes it, there's no pin uh, on that at all whatsoever. Uh, so in order to use Google Wallet on one of these devices, you have to type in a PIN, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, there's also lots of consumer benefits that I'm very excited about with Google Wallet. You know, my, my credit card was with me. It was easy to use. There were gift cards and consumer cards giving me points at the different stores that I used. So there's lots of things as a consumer that I was excited about. The final kind of component to this as a consumer is take a look at the current state of security with Google Wallet. If your credit card data is secure and you look at the information that we said that we were able to recover and your reaction is, meh, you know what, I'm not too concerned about that. If somebody got a hold of my statement, they would see all of this. Or, you know, even if somebody found this, it's not a big deal. Then I would say there's tremendous benefits to using Google Wallet. I certainly, as a consumer, enjoyed using it uh, and look forward to maybe some of these security enhancements being put in place. On the flip side, if you look at that and you say, you know, I'm really uncomfortable with this. While it may not be likely that it happens, if somebody did get their you know, hands on this information, I would be uncomfortable or I would feel that it would place my identity or my, my finances at risk. Then I think you'd have to look at it real hard and say, maybe I'm going to wait. I think it's likely that Google will address some of these issues. If you are concerned about the type of data that's stored, um, then you probably should hold off for a little while. But it's really a personal decision that uh, each consumer should make. Our goal is to make sure that they have uh, as much information about what is stored and how it's transmitted um, at their fingertips, and that way they can make uh, their own decision whether or not they convenience 
and the value of the application and the, and the device um, outweighs any perceived security risks that they take from it. Via Forensics has reviewed more than 100 mobile applications from banking to social networking. The information can be found on their website under App Watchdog. Andrew Hogue is Chief Investigative Officer with Via Forensics. The company is a leader in Android and iPhone forensics, developing a suite of unique services for mobile and enterprise security needs. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.